This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. House Republicans have opened an impeachment inquiry. Let's get a second opinion on this from former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation is sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. So they're careful to call it an impeachment inquiry. What exactly does that mean? Well, formally opening an inquiry means they're going to investigate to see whether or not they want to consider impeachment, which is uh, an indictment. As we've discussed before, the House can can indict, only the Senate can convict. Uh, so what the effect of opening an inquiry is, is that it, it puts more legal horsepower behind the House subpoenas that they would issue to investigate uh, the president's role in the Biden family business connections. They've been investigating him all along, haven't they? I mean, the, because at the Republican press conference, I guess it was Representative Comer listed a whole litany of evidence that they say they have. So, I mean, the investigation has been ongoing, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, which, which raises the question of why they need to take this step. The, the answer could be the one I just gave, which is that it gives them even more horsepower for their, their investigation. The other answer is it's just political, right, that it it creates the impression that they're headed down the road to impeachment or an impeachment vote and uh, that, you know, McCarthy is agreeing to this because the speaker is under pressure with only a four-seat majority in, in, the, uh, in the House. Right. So nothing happens until the House actually votes to go ahead with impeachment, right? That's, I think that's right. I think at this point, you know, they can move ahead with a formal inquiry. What I'm reading is that it isn't even clear whether the speaker has to have the House vote on a formal inquiry. Uh, the Wall Street Journal was opining yesterday that if they're going to proceed with an inquiry, he should call for a vote to put members of the House on on the record. And uh, in fact, the, <laughs> the same opinion piece points out that when Speaker Nancy Pelosi tried to avoid bringing the commencement of a formal inquiry to a vote, she was heavily criticized by Republicans, and she caved in, and they, they voted on commencing the inquiry. So, you know, sauce for the goose, sauce for the gander. The point here is that uh, Speaker McCarthy probably ought to put this inquiry up for a vote if they're going to start it. I understand that you feel impeachment is now becoming a little too routine, let's say that. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that uh, it's essentially become the new form of censure. You know, censure is a pretty serious matter. If you censure a president or any elected official for unethical behavior, for example, it, that's, a, that's a big deal. It doesn't lead to removal from office, but it, it isn't a good thing at all. But it's a, an appropriate step to take when you think someone has acted inappropriately, short of, you know, high crimes and misdemeanors, uh, as, the say, as the phrase goes. So I, I think what's happened going back now through multiple presidencies is that one party decides, well, we're going to impeach. And then when the other party gets into power, they say, well, we're going to do it, too, because it becomes because the bar has been lowered for for starting that process. I, I really felt that when Trump was impeached the first time for his phone call with Zelensky, that it was not appropriate. It was more political that they should have just used censure because I think the phone call was inappropriate. I just didn't think it was worthy of impeachment. And there was, of course, zero chance that it was going to result in conviction. On the other hand, I thought the impeachment of Trump for January 6th was appropriate. That was an appropriate use of impeachment because that was very, very serious. 
but you know, here we are. We've 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 gone through multiple cycles of this, and there's probably no you know, unringing the bell when it comes to using this this particular constitutional tool. Do you feel that there's uh, any evidence that Hunter Biden got special treatment? And based on some of the the uncontested facts that Joe Biden seemed to be uncomfortable with his son doing business with these uh, various foreign governments, but didn't stop him, that Joe was basically negligent here. I I don't I don't know any more than anyone else who just reads the news coverage of of of, the, of this uh, matter. I haven't read the evidence that's been collected by the House if, to the extent it's been publicized. I mean, I haven't read the original sources. My impression is that Hunter Biden was trading on his family's name, and uh, he apparently we know that he was dodging taxes or at least some of his taxes in doing that. What I'm not seeing is convincing evidence so far that. President Biden, when he was vice president or in between the vice presidency and the presidency, was benefiting. But let me let me make this point. If if he was helping his son while he was out of office, that's not a grounds for impeachment. Impeachment Mm -hmm. goes to activity while you are president. Former state attorney general Rob McKinnon. Rob, thank you. Thanks, Dave.